Thank you. I'm probably going to fall. Don't step right there. This is slippery up here. Uh, I just wolfed down an entire plate of Panda Express, so that's going to go well. Hey, uh, my name's Chris, and I'm just going to share with you guys for like 10 minutes about story. Um, and uh, story is a word that Mariners uses a lot if you've been around uh, for any amount of time. Um, and we all use it in different ways, and there's really no way to kind of put the final statement on story in any one conversation, even if we had an hour or two hours. Um, so I just want to talk to you guys for about 10 minutes just on a couple things uh, that I thought would be uh, in a, uh, that would be important and appropriate for, um, for you guys as junior high leaders as well as as you guys are getting ready to head up to camp uh, pretty, pretty quick here. Um, I've been at Mariners for almost two years, um, and I've been in this role as a story curator is my official title. It's super fancy. Nobody quite knows what it means. Um, and uh, essentially, my role and job at Mariners Church across all the campuses is to collect and tell the stories of what God is doing in our church, uh, in people's lives. Uh, if you grew up in church, especially if you grew up in like a Pentecostal church, that would just be called testimonies. Anybody know what testimonies are? A couple people. Uh, now it's called story curating. So it's a little bit different. Uh, but uh, my job first and foremost isn't telling stories. And this is something that I really want to make super clear because I think that this is important for all of us. It's not telling stories. It's the most important thing. Uh, the most important thing for me is to love God and to love my neighbor as myself. And that sounds a little bit cliche, uh, but that's the reality. As we start interacting with kids, with adults, with coworkers, with friends, family, uh, the most important thing isn't finding a story that you can tell. The most important thing is actually caring for a person. Uh, that's the bottom line. And so as we talk about stories and as you guys talk about stories in the future, it's not just about like, oh, I got an incredible story we can tell about this kid or this person. It's not just about that. It's really about how do we care for a person? How do we care for an individual? How do we care for what God is doing in their lives? Uh, and so I'm not on staff to strip mine stories, to just like ruin people for the sake of a good story. Uh, it's about caring for their story first. Um, and uh, oftentimes um, I, I hear stories uh, that we actually don't tell. Um, they're incredible stories of things that God's doing, uh, but it's just not really appropriate at this point to tell the story. A lot of times we hear stories that we do tell and we should tell. Um, so this is my current job, uh, but it's really all of our responsibilities. And I want to get into two different things uh, just real briefly um, uh, in the next few minutes. Uh, the first uh, is I wanted to talk about stewardship, which is probably a little bit odd, I guess. Uh, stewardship is almost always used in reference to finances, uh, but it literally means um, the managing of something, especially the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Uh, the careful and responsible management of something entrusted to one's care. Um, as we hear stories from people that we're around, whether it's coworkers or students, we're being entrusted with something that's incredibly special and delicate. Uh, I have a son. He's two and a half years old. His name is Mason, and he's awesome. Uh, I remember um, when he was born, uh, and the doctors 
for the first time, like holding him and giving him to me, it was like the most terrifying moment of my life. I've got giant hands, and I'm not the most coordinated person. And so it's like I have this minutes-old baby coming at me that I get to hold. And it was terrifying. And so there was nothing more important than how I delicately held this tiny five-pound baby. And I think that that's how we need to approach stories. Uh, as we have people talking to us, if we have people sharing things with us, a lot of times we're busy. A lot of times there's other things going on. There's programs. There's something else on the agenda for the night. There's other kids that are spray painting the walls. There's, I mean, whatever is going on. But as people are telling us these things, even the times that it might seem like it's insignificant or it might not seem like an emotional moment, they're opening up and telling us something, and we need to approach it delicately. We need to care for it uh, in a really special way, a careful and responsible management of something entrusted to your care. It doesn't matter if someone pours their heart out to you or if it's a seemingly meaningless line. Uh, you know, there's, there's this idea of, um, of one thing holding more weight than another. Uh, and we have to kind of get rid of that idea as people are sharing anything with us. Uh, you know, something that, you know, it feels like people don't hear me. You know, if a kid says that or if an adult says that, there's something much more than it's a louder room. If somebody's going to say a line that might not be like this emotional moment, it's an opportunity for us to, to sit with them, to hear what they're saying, and to understand and care for what that actually could mean and talk with them. And there's a, a couple things we'll talk about a little bit later on as far as how to get a little bit deeper. But um, sometimes the best way to care for somebody, uh, to care for a story, is to protect it. Uh, and then sometimes the best way to care for somebody or to care for a story is to celebrate it. Um, and uh, and the, so the second thing that we talked about stewardship and what that looks like as it comes to stories. And the second piece uh, that I want to talk about is worship, um, which is another, it's a little bit of an odd thing in, in relation to story. We don't really talk about it a ton. Uh, Colossians 3 talks about leading each other in worship. It talks about admonishing each other, encouraging each other through songs and hymns and spiritual songs. And it doesn't say that it's the worship leader's responsibility. It says that it's our responsibility as the church to lead each other in worship. Worship, I heard it defined one time uh, as worship is presenting our community to God and God to our community. So it's a way of coming together and saying, God, here we are before you, trusting you, loving you, caring for you. And at the same time, it's saying to our community, this is who God is. He is good. He is faithful. His love never fails. His love never changes. So it's this idea of presenting our community to God and God to our community. There's three different stories uh, as I was getting ready that kind of jumped out at me. These three stories, um, well, I'll just kind of go through them real quick. David and Goliath. What do we know about David and Goliath? Shout it out. Rock, shepherd, battle, giant, death, underdog. So we're all familiar with this story on some level. There's this shepherd boy who was the smallest of all of his brothers, and then there's this giant. Uh, and we have this idea of this story of David's life, which we know a lot about David's life. But what does the story of David and Goliath teach us? Shout it out. We can overcome stuff with God. Don't be afraid. 
What's that? Obedience. What else? What do we learn from David and Goliath? Use what's given to you. What's that? Yeah. It says man looks at the exterior, but God looks at the heart. There's a story of uh, Samuel and Eli, which you guys have probably heard. It's a pretty popular story at Mariners. It's a story of they're both living in the temple. They're both dedicated to God. And Samuel gets woken up in the middle of the night, runs into Eli's room. Samuel's a, Samuel's a child. He runs into Eli's room and said, yes, did you call me? He's like, no, I've been asleep. Go back to bed. Back and forth. Ultimately, Samuel comes to Eli and Eli says, next time you hear the voice, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. All through the scriptures we hear in the Old Testament about Samuel and his life. All through the scriptures we hear in the Old Testament about David, even in the New Testament. But if you take one story of David and Goliath out of all of David's life, if you take this one story of Samuel, it's just one glimpse of their life. It's such a minute piece of what the scriptures say about him. But there's these incredible, powerful things that we learn about who God is. And as we're telling stories with kids that are in junior high ministries, whether it's with coworkers, whether it's with leaders, story in general, as we're listening to stories, something that happened between a kid and his parents, celebrating a decision made, big things, small things, we're actually telling in small stories the great story of who God is. I was thinking through, when you hear a kid when you hear about a kid that finds community, and we get to hear some of these stories as staff. We have story time on Tuesday morning, um, which uh, is an incredible opportunity. So I get to hear some of these stories. But kids finding community, uh, finding friendship. When we hear a story like that, it's not just about a kid finding a friendship. It's actually we get to celebrate God's desire for man to not be alone. We get to celebrate God's intention for people to live in community, that we're created in God's image. So we heard about tonight in, uh, in the main service. We hear a story about a kid that's excited to read the Bible. We get to celebrate God's desire to speak to us and to be close. When we hear a story about a kid refusing to get physical with their boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever that might be, we get to celebrate their recognition of their worth in Christ. When we hear a story about pursuing a kid pursuing their passion, uh, like the, the drama that you guys had a few weeks ago. It's, Justin and I talked a little bit the other day. I think it was yesterday. And he was saying, in my mind, that wasn't necessarily something that I would want to tell everybody because it just seems like a junior high thing. But our church, our staff got so excited about that story. Because how incredible is it that a kid is pursuing what they're passionate about, what they're good at, what they get excited about. And that's not just about them. It's actually telling the story that God created her with a passion, with desires, with gifts, with abilities. So as we hear the stories, what I'm trying to get to in a, a very roundabout way, we hear these little stories, we hear these little, whether it's one line, whether we have a conversation, and it's not just about the kid, it's not just about them or their life, but it's actually worship. When we get to tell these stories, when we get to acknowledge these stories, whether or not we record it on a video or whether we just listen to them, as they share it with us. It's worship. It's speaking the truth of who God is. It's representing who God is to our community, that God cares about one, that God cares about purity, 
that God values people, that God gives people the gifts to be creative and to be creators. So, I don't know how much time I've been talking. There's a, just a practical side for us, um, for all of us. I've got some cards up here that I don't know if I have enough for everybody, but um, I might. There's three different things. Uh, as people have been asking, what should I do? Uh, how do I hear stories? How do I, how do I learn stories? Uh, whatever it might be. There's three different things um, that are just super uh, simple. Uh, and if we can remember to do these types of things, then it helps. And again, the hope as we hear stories is not that we get to know a kid better. That's a great thing. It's not that maybe we get to make a video and show it. That's a great thing. The hope is that children, youth, college, adults, senior citizens, the hope is that they're discovering who God is more and more in their life. That through their experiences, they're able to trace how God is moving in their life. And one of the reasons that we value stories is because we get to tell that to the church. Not to make that person famous or to give them applause, but because it's a way to worship God. It's a way to show who God is and what he's doing in our community. So there's three things. The first thing is to listen well. Uh, I referenced this a little bit earlier. I know sometimes with programs, with events, it's so easy as leaders to be busy and moving from one thing to the next. But we have got to be able to listen well. We've got to be able to move away from every, all the great stuff that we've planned and take a moment as it comes up. You have to listen well. Take the time uh, under listen well. There's take time. There's be delicate. Um, you know, there's things that kids, adults say. There's things that my wife says that I don't understand how she's saying it. And so I'll make a joke. <laughs> I'll kind of blow it off. And in that moment, she's actually trying to tell me something. So what does it look like to be delicate? And then the third one is the don't jump in too soon. A lot of times... If there's an awkward silence or an awkward pause, we'll try and jump in. But it's so good to just wait because 99% of the time they will keep sharing. They will keep talking. But for us as leaders, we feel like there's this huge pressure on us to know what to say, to solve the problems, to fix the brokenness. And that's not our responsibility. That's, that's what God is for. That's what God has promised. And so for us, don't jump in too soon. Give space. Allow there to be some silence. At the same time, we don't want it to go on for too long. We don't want them to make, you know, make them feel alienated or alone in that moment. But don't jump in too soon. Don't try and solve the problem. Let them talk it out. Kids are smart. I think kids sometimes figure stuff out so much faster than adults. Let them figure it out. Be there to guide them, to walk with them. But let them get there. The second thing. First one is listen well. The second one is ask questions. Again, this is kind of after the don't jump in too soon. Some of these questions that we have, what was the turning point for you? What are you learning about yourself? What are you discovering about God through this? How will this change you as you move forward? These aren't like the perfect four questions. These aren't the right four questions. These are just some of the questions. What are you learning about yourself? What has God revealed about himself in this situation? Um, so the second thing is ask questions. And the third thing is to offer support. Uh, and that can look a number of different ways. I wrote down, uh, pray for them first and foremost. Pray for them. 
Uh, the second thing is connect them. Connect them with other kids, connect them with another leader that it might be a better fit um, than you. Uh, and then uh, the third thing would be to encourage them. Let them know whether it's a celebration type of story of I said yes to God tonight. We can encourage them. We can come alongside them. We can celebrate with them. We can help them get connected. We can get them a Bible. We can do all these types of things. Whether it's a kid that's saying, my parents split up last night. We can encourage them. We can stand beside them. We can mourn with them. So listen well, ask questions, and then support them. Those are the three basic things. Um, I really try and uh, and clearly say that there aren't small stories and big stories. There isn't this idea of these are the stories that uh, we should tell and these are the stories that we shouldn't tell. Ultimately, what we want to do is we want to celebrate who God is. It comes back to this idea of worship. So if there's something happening where we get to see God move, that's something that we want to celebrate. That's something we want to point people to. This is the most important thing. This is the point of church. It's to point out where God is moving. We have scriptures. We have worship songs. And then we've got all of these lives in the room. We've got all these conversations in the room. And God is showing up in those conversations. And so for us, just to be aware of as people are, are sharing. And sometimes they don't recognize how God is moving. And so we actually get to help them kind of trace that line. So... That's really what I want to share with you guys tonight. I'm excited for you guys as you guys go into camp and, uh, and get to spend just a huge chunk of time uh, and build relationships with kids in a totally different way. I'm excited for you guys to um, hear some stories.